You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 186. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm here for you to be your coach and your guide to help you end emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Here is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main focus of all the work I do. This is where coaching meets psychology and psychology meets brain science. And this, my friend, is where your problem ends. Get comfy, get ready to be coached. I want to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real, as always, is brought to you by the Freedom Group, our monthly membership for smart women just like you who want to stop overeating from stress and learn how to make more space for happiness in their life. I want to be sure to tell you before we get started in our coaching session that I have something for you. It's an upcoming free video training course that will teach you how to end emotional eating and how to finally lose weight permanently giving away my secrets. In this course, you're going to learn what's held you back so far, why it's absolutely not your fault, and of course, what to do next. You will literally learn a path to freedom from emotional eating. Now, it's in the works, so tune in next week and I will give you a link to sign up for this free course. I love sharing this knowledge with you as I have with thousands of other women who had the same struggles that you have right now. And that brings me to our current coaching session. Today, we're going to talk about some of the most common struggles in the world of eating and weight issues and how I would advise you to look at them and how to solve them. So let's dive in together, my friend. There are many reasons that most of us have or currently struggle with our weight, right? So I'm choosing just a few today that are very, very common. I want you to know if you can identify with these, you are absolutely not alone. These things that I'm going to talk about today that you might be doing are habits That means that there are things that you've done over and over again until you formed a nice, clear pathway in your brain, but you formed a pathway doing something that you don't want to keep doing. We're going to look at them objectively today, and I want you to see how many you could identify with that, honestly, you're doing also. I'm going to tell you also what you need to learn to solve them. Whenever we talk about your challenges, I want you to remember that getting upset makes them stronger. Judging yourself makes you upset. And then you make it a big, huge problem and you feel like you're at a dead end instead of just looking at it as part of Project U, which is something that is a different result than you want, and you're going to figure out how to solve it. So see if you could listen, see if you could check off one or more that is your issue, because we're going to solve it together, but no judgment. A tiny little bit of self-love here, my friends. 
No judgment means not getting mad at yourself that you're doing any of these things, even if you're doing all of these things. Most problems, most challenges that we have are a group of things that we think, feel, and do that are looped all together. And we've practiced them. And sometimes when you do one thing, it sets you right on the path to make the next thing easier to do, even though you don't want to. So don't get mad at yourself if you could check the box for each one of these challenges that we're going to talk about today. All right, so let's start with number one. The number one challenge that many, many of the women I work with have, and it's a hump to get over, but they do, that is that they're not confident that they can change. They look at their past and their experiences and their lack of lasting success in this world of eating and weight loss and habits, and they use that as proof that they just can't do it. Now, when you think that way, you're using your past to predict your future. You're not allowing yourself to get out of the box of all the old things that you've been doing and try something new. You have to conquer your belief in yourself and build it up and just make a decision that if anyone else can do this, you can, and then get on your way to creating evidence that you can do it. Any tiny little thing you do in the right step, in the right direction, is a step towards evidence that you can do this. When you get mad at yourself and you say, yeah, but that doesn't count. That's too small. What's the big deal? I have so much more proof that I can't do it. When you do that, you are arguing for your failure. You're arguing for your inability to change. You don't need to do that. You already have doubt that you could change. I want you to build up a new belief that you can count on yourself. You're going to do that by baby stepping your way and giving yourself proof that you do little tiny things that you say you will. Because if I sat with you right now, we looked at your everyday life, we would probably find many things that you keep your word about, maybe to other people more than to you, but you're still capable of doing it. So if this is an issue for you, you just are not confident, you don't believe in yourself, I want you to put that at the top of your list of something that you are going to work on because that's a foundation for everything else. That's a foundation for you to stop stopping and keep going and be uncomfortable, but learn something new. All right. Got that one? You're not confident and you don't believe in yourself. Let me know if that is you and don't feel bad about it. Just see it. See it objectively. In fact, I want you to try to dredge up the feeling a little bit of excitement that you're putting your finger on what's been holding you back. Like, wow, that's exactly why I haven't been able to move ahead so far. I don't believe in myself. And that's something that is fixable. 
100%. All right. The number two challenge in the whole field of weight loss and eating is, for a lot of people, end of the day eating. So what this looks like is when you come home from whatever your daily schedule has in it, whether it's running errands, taking care of family, taking care of yourself, being in business, working, going to a job, whatever your day looks like, we all know that we get certain things done during the day. When you come home, if you head right to the kitchen and you feel like you have no choice, that is what this habit looks like. And it's a big one because a lot of you hold it together all day long and crash at the end of the day. Now, a lot of the reason why this happens, why you do this is that your energy is low. You're depleted, right? physiologically, you may be low, your blood sugar may be low, your hormones are lower than they are at the peak of your day in the morning. So psychologically, let's not forget that maybe all day you get through your day with the mentality of, I'm going to really be good today. And then you're using willpower and we only get so much willpower. So by the end of the day, that willpower is gone and you crash and you get home, and you make up for all the good things that you did all day long. And you head to the kitchen, and it may be an eating fest until you crash and go to bed. And that is something that's like a huge roadblock towards making any kind of progress. So what do you need to do about this habit? You need to begin to learn to pre-think what your day is going to look like, including the part when you get home, including the part when you feel like slipping into this habit. You know what your brain's going to tell you, like you deserve a break, you deserve a treat, you've had such a hard day today, now's your time, now you can relax. But if you pre-think this, you can be ready with a new thought that's more in your favor. Maybe you did have a hard day, we're all having hard days these days, right? Life is a challenge in itself. But eating to feel better doesn't change what's going on for you. It just adds to your stress. It adds to your problem. So I want you to pre-think if end-of-the-day eating is your issue, I want you to imagine yourself ending your work, ending your obligations. Maybe you still have more to do in the evening, a lot of us do, right? We don't end at five o'clock. We go on. But look at what it will look like and look at what your brain's going to tell you you deserve. And I want you to be ready with a new thought and a new plan. And it's going to be uncomfortable, but you can do that. I am definitely sure of that. But you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. So if end of the day eating is something that you struggle with, Let's get working on that. Now, the third challenge that I hear all the time is this one. I just feel overwhelmed. I don't know where to begin. I don't know what to do first. Now, I will challenge you on that. In fact, there's a podcast coming that's a whole tough love session that's answering your thinking when you say, I just don't know what to do. It's too much for me. 
When you think like that, you're stuck in a thought loop where that thought feels very real because you've practiced it a lot. I just don't know where to start. Don't know what to do. I'm too overwhelmed. When you think something often, it feels like it's real. It feels like the truth. And you get stuck in a loop of thinking it and feeling the feelings that are pretty awful, probably. Like, there's no way out of this. I feel hopeless. I feel helpless. I can't do it. I feel defeated, and I didn't even start yet. It feels like there's too many choices, and you're thinking, I just can't decide where to start because I'm afraid to try again and fail again. You know, we're so afraid of falling down when falling down is one of the things that has to happen to get out of the hole that you're in. If there are too many choices and you don't know where to begin and you're telling yourself that and you're telling yourself you're overwhelmed, then you're going to pick one. You're going to learn how to slow down your thinking and slow down your breathing and look around at what's going on and look at what the facts are. The facts are simply that you have choices and you can pause and make a plan and make a decision and take the tiniest, tiniest little step. When you feel overwhelmed, it just comes from your thought of either too much to do, or I don't know where to start, or I don't know what to do. And then you get stuck. So pause and slow down and look at your brain. And you have to stop that loop and grab onto something that you can do. And don't let yourself say, oh, that won't count. That's too small. That won't make a difference. That's just your habitual thinking that keeps you stuck. So mark that down. If you're telling yourself, I'm overwhelmed, I don't know where to start. That is the third most common thought that I run into a lot in the freedom group. All right, here's challenge number four, stress eating. Now, stress eating, is there anyone here that does not do that? I should probably ask that instead of who does do that. Stress eating is what's happening these days for many, many of us. Stress eating means, you know, you listen to the news and you go to the kitchen. You have a thought about something that's happening in your world and you want to eat. You feel worried or scared or uncertain and you think about grabbing something to eat. This is a habit and it comes with an urge to feel better as fast as you can, right? Our brains are wired to seek pleasure, good things, good feelings. So when you're feeling the results of stressful thinking, you want to get out of it as quickly as you can. And if you're a stress eater, then you know that's going to be a habit that you keep doing over and over and over again, especially if the world has events happening in it that most people would put in the stressful category, or you may be in the habit of reacting to even small things with that thought, this is too much, I can't handle it, I can't get through this, I'm not going to be able to do it. That's what creates stress, that mind-body connection where you have a thought, you create a feeling, and you also feel it in your body, and it feels real. And it is real, but it starts with your thinking. The important way 
to work on stress eating is to look at and catch your thinking that starts the whole sequence of events and really to begin to separate what's real, that's a fact, and what is my thought about it? What's my story about it? And if something unexpected happens, then you need to just create a plan B. What do I need to do right now? How will I get through this? Instead of telling yourself, I can't get through this, ask your brain, how can I get through this? What can I try? Where can I begin? Remember, however you ask questions of your own brain, that's what it's going to go look for, just like a search engine. So if you say to yourself, why can't I handle this? You're going to come up with 10 reasons why you just can't handle an event that you might consider stressful. But if you ask yourself, how can I handle this thing? What's the first step I should take? Am I in danger this minute? And do I need to take action right now? Break it down. Is that you, stress eating? Let's look at the fifth most common challenge. You broke your promise to yourself. Well, this happens a lot when you're learning something new. You make a goal. Today, I'm going to wait until I'm hungry to eat breakfast or lunch or dinner. Or today, I'm going to pay attention when I eat and I'm going to stop eating when my body tells me it's had enough. But actually, you passed by the kitchen you saw something that looked tempting and you ate and didn't even check in to see whether you were hungry or not. Or maybe you were eating something delicious and you switched over to autopilot and you ate it and found yourself even getting up for seconds without realizing that you're going over the limit that your body's asking for. This is a solvable challenge. This means that you simply need to have more practice honoring every little thing you say you're going to do. Because my guess, tell me if I'm right here, my guess is that if you are very experienced not honoring promises that you make, then when it comes to promises about eating, they're not going to be any different. You all know the old saying, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're the kind of person who does what she says she's going to do, then when it comes to making a promise to yourself about eating, you're going to be much more likely to take that promise seriously and to do what you say you're going to do. But if you continuously are in the habit of saying you'll do something and rarely following through, then eating also will be no different. So I want you to consider having a goal of becoming a woman who keeps her promises to herself 99% of the time. Yes, of course, things come up. Yes, of course, you could change your mind. But when that happens, I want it to be deliberate. I want it to be intentional, and I want you to be awake and aware that you're doing it, not just that you try to do something and something else seems easier, so you just give up quickly. That's developing the habit of breaking your promise to yourself. Now, you need to be careful 
and not expect this habit, this challenge to change overnight. I want you to step back and see it as a process of beginning to become a woman who does what she says. And I want you to learn to take tiny steps, break down what it is you want to keep your promise about into the tiniest little steps. And if they still seem too big and you still keep going to the old behavior, then they're too big for you. Cut them in half. So we have not being confident and believing in yourself, end of the day eating, feeling overwhelmed, stress eating, breaking your promises to yourself, and there's a lot more. If I haven't mentioned yours today, trust me, we work on it, and I've heard it before. You are not alone. But here's number six for today. You slipped, and now you feel like giving up slipping, falling down, failing. Failing is not a bad word. It's all part of learning something new. Failure is giving up. Falling down means you're trying something new and it didn't go smoothly. You fell down. You may have slipped back into an old habit and now you've got to see what happened, get up and keep moving on. You need to learn without judgment. You need to evaluate what happens without making it mean something terrible about you. You said you were going to do this. You fell down, kind of like breaking your promise to yourself. But now what you tell yourself is critical. It's the difference between moving on and getting up and learning or giving up, slipping and falling down and staying down. And change will never come from you falling down and staying down. Let's put all these things together and even more. What I want you to think about are the most common struggles that we talked about today. And I want you to just begin to imagine what it would be like if you solved your biggest struggles. Imagine if you learned how to fail and get up, and didn't make it mean anything, and you kept going. Imagine how different that would be. Imagine if something happened in your life that most people would find stressful, and you handled it without overeating. Just imagine what the difference would be in your life. And of course, over time, in your weight. Imagine if you said, today I'm going to do X, and you actually did it every time or almost every time. Imagine if instead of overwhelm, you had a habit in place, a thinking habit, that whenever you felt faced with lots of things to do or a problem to solve, that your brain instead would just pause and say, okay, let's figure this out. What should I do next? Imagine if you got through one of your days in your week and you came home and gave yourself what you really needed instead of going to the kitchen. What if you needed connection? What if you needed downtime? What if you needed quiet? What if you needed rest? What if you needed a healthy meal? Figure out what you really needed instead of going to food. That would be life-changing in itself if you have the habit of end-of-the-day eating. Wouldn't it be nice if one of your struggles, which we didn't talk about yet today, 
was dealing with sugar and coming up with a plan for sugar or alcohol. And you figured that out. Imagine taking that problem off your plate. So I want you to imagine what it would be like. And I want you to think about the the phrase, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if I no longer ate when I got home? Wouldn't it be nice if I figured things out instead of telling myself I'm overwhelmed? Wouldn't it be nice if when I fall down, I see it as a sign that I'm learning and I just get right back up and keep moving forward? You can figure all of these things out. Now, you know the struggles we talked about today, and there are some that you will relate to. See if you could decide which is your own top struggle. Most of us, as I said in the beginning, have at least one, but most of us really have several. They're all very well-practiced thoughts, and they tend to show up in groups, thoughts that are all connected together, and then you use them so often together that they seem to be related to each other. So when you struggle with one, some of the other ones come up too. But see if you could choose the top one for you that if you solved it, would make a major difference for you, would actually be a game changer. So if you stop doing blank, then you would be able to do what? What would fill in that next blank? If you stopped eating at the end of the day, then you would be able to do what? It's so important to be able to put your finger on what your struggle is so that you could change it instead of just trying to use a generic solution like, oh, I'm just going to eat less. That is it for our coaching session today. You know what you're going to stay focused on, right? You know what action step you're going to figure out, which is your challenge, That's what you're going to do this week. I will see you next week. And next week, you're going to be able to sign up for my free video training course. It has four parts. It's going to lead you to freedom, my friend. So I hope to see you back here next week, where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and all that habitual overeating coming from all those challenges that we talked about today. We're going to work on that step by step until they both become something that you used to do, we know that's your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you, and I'll see you next week.